I'm Chris Peters, and welcome to the Consulting Psychic Podcast. This is a podcast designed for marketeers who seek a future in consulting, either as a main gig or as a side gig. I speak to marketeers who made a jump as a consultant full-time and to those that treat it as a side hustle. We'll dig into their stories about how they got their first clients, their inspiration, managing their time whilst they're still employed, and how they prepare to go alone. Now let's go. Monet, welcome to the Consultant Psychic Podcast. Hey, Chris. So glad to be here. Yeah, nice to finally get you on. Um, let's kick off with a bit of an introduction on yourself and what you're up to right now. All right. So my name is Mani. Uh, I used to be a mechanical engineer. And one day I decided I wanted to do marketing. So I did quit my engineering job, started working for a marketing agency, stayed there for about two years. And uh, five years ago, decided to well to do my own thing and to become a full full time uh, digital marketing consultant, working remotely for uh, French companies, helping them with um, PPC, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads. Okay, great. So going into that in a little bit more more detail, like where who are you working with at the moment? How many firms are you working with? What kind of arrangement do you have in place? Um, are they full-time, part-time, fractional right. CMO? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. So at the moment, I'm working with uh, seven, seven different clients. It's, it's, it, I'm not selling time. It's, um, it's only monthly retainers. So I don't, I don't have to... So it's, 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 it's actually, it, to me, it's, it's, it's a better way to, to, sell, to sell my services. Um, because it's mostly based on the results that I'm able to produce rather than the amount of time that I'm going to, to bill. Um, and, um, I like to do monthly retainers that are, um, re renewed every month that I, I have to win the business. And also like if a relationship is not working, I, I want, I want it to end as fast as possible rather than having to wait for three, six months or something. So super interesting. Um, lots to unpack there. I'm going to start with how you're position yourself from a cost perspective. So you said something really interesting there. You, you're not selling time, you're selling the result. So what does that mean in like plain English and reality? Like what, what are you selling? Like are you selling on a CPA? What, what are you selling exactly yourself? Hmm. I'm, I'm not promising any results because I, there are so many levers that I can control, but I can't control a, a, everything. And so I cannot promise, I cannot give any guarantees in terms of the results. It's, yep. it's more like I'm just, I'm just doing my best, um, giving my best effort. And then it's, it's also up to the client to decide whether or not he's, um, he's happy with the, the performance uh, mm. and i'm also trying to to when i starting a relationship a working relationship with the client to to give him give him some um to frame the relationship um on on the basis that um okay we're going to we're going to use my method uh, of um of testing and optimization 
Um, and uh, I'm in Slack, I can only, only make promises in terms of the, the this input that I'm going to, to mm -hmm. do, but I cannot say, okay, we're going to get a CPA of like 30 euros or 50 euros or, or 60 or things like this. Absolutely. Um, so looking at what you do have control of and looking at how you're putting your value proposition or how you're presenting it to potential clients. So what, what, how are you packaging this up? So when they are paying for retained service, like how are you, what are they repaying for that retainment? Hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, so I used to do anything and everything for clients. So running ads for lots of different platforms uh, creating the landing pages, uh, sometimes even like writing lots of copies for the website and all of this. And I felt I was stretching myself too thin. So I decided that I, it would be, I would be better off specializing and like being really known for one thing rather than too many things. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, uh, I, I've just, I've just decided, okay, I'm just going to do LinkedIn ads. I'm just going to do LinkedIn ads for clients. Um, so that I can really specialize on the platform and be really the best, um, in France at what I do rather than just doing 1000 different things. And then in, in terms of, um, of the pricing, well, there is al always a, um, a, um, set of fee, uh, that to, 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 to get started with the project. And then after it's, uh, it's a fee that is based on the um, amount of media that, that is going to be spent. Okay. So you have a, a commission-based model based yep. on media yeah, spend. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. How have you found it since you've made that decision to niche down? Have you seen the trajectory of growth significantly increase, your output increase, your client um, relationships improve? Yeah. Well, um it 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 um I made I made this 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 decision uh, two months ago, mm -hmm. but since then, um yeah I managed I managed to I managed to to have a better conversion rate, so I I I, I increased my conversion rate by about forty percent. Wow. Yeah, which is which is really good, and I and I also have and I also have a little bit more more requests as well coming in. Um, because yeah, I, I feel like in France that not too many people are doing LinkedIn ads, so it really helps to uh, differentiate. And I will also like to add the fact that uh, I am the host of the of a podcast, and I post lots of content on LinkedIn. And I will say this has been really helpful to establish myself as a authority figure in my market. Great. So you've had more inbound opportunities. You're increasing your conversion rate for, for those that you do put proposals mm -hmm. together. You've had a new podcast that's, that's launched that's seemingly going really, really well. And is that, are you getting that reference when you speak to people? So when people get in touch, say, oh, I heard your podcast, or when you're speaking to them, they've, they've, you ref, they've referenced this podcast that you're doing? That yeah, like most most of the time when I'm talking to um, to a potential client, even if he's not coming from the podcast, like he's listened to one episode or two, or he's he's seen one of my posts 
So it it, says, it's a, it, it essentially pre-positions myself. And it's very interesting because it's like they they already know me and trust me a bit while they I haven't I haven't talked to them before. It's like you, you got salespeople working for you uh, while you're sleeping, which is which is really a cool thing to have. Interesting. So how how are you finding the podcast? How are you finding getting people on it? How are you finding conducting the interviews? How are you finding editing mm. it and, and getting them live and putting it out on social media? Well, um I I like what I wanted to do, I've I, I started a podcast, I think it was two years ago in France. There were not too many B2B marketing podcasts in France at the mm. time. So I said, okay, let's let's launch one. I've just I've just invited interesting people, potential clients, so uh, CMOs at um, um, small, medium-sized B two B companies. Um, invited them to talk to the, to the podcast, and it's, it's very interesting because it it was not even even launched, and it was very easy to find the first five guests. Mm. Um, and then as I m- managed to gain momentum, it was easier and easier to get like like super famous people, kind of rock stars and stuff yeah. like this, who kind of managed to to bring their audience with them. So now we're getting to like about 1,000 downloads a month, which is not crazy, but it's, I mean, to me, it's fine. It's okay. It gives me some uh, recognition. Um, That's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, really good. Okay, so, so sticking to this topic for now, looking at your overall marketing mix, like what are you doing to bring in new business uh, what does it look like is it underpinned by organic social is it outreach is it a mixture of two is it networking like what does your marketing mix look like mm. i do almost i do zero outbound so it's pure inbound and um partnerships but the thing is all my partnerships like 100 percent of them were secured through my inbound efforts, uh, podcast, LinkedIn. So I would say that it's pure inbound. Um, yeah. Okay. So so going back to partnerships, what does that mean uh, exactly? Are you are you working with other agencies, certain individuals? Yeah. So essentially, partnerships. It's like you are you just associating with people who are not your competitors, but you serve mm. your market as well. So I I I'm friends with a bunch of um, fractional CMOs who work closely with my target clients. And every time they need, yeah, they need someone who, who paid, well, they will, they will call me. Um, and uh, for me, me personally, I like to give um, a lifetime commission to the people who bring me business. So I give them at least 10% of lifetime commission. So it can, kind of gives them a bit of an incentive to, to send me oh, more clients. Interesting. So out of the revenue revenue that you make from the clients, a referral fee is an ongoing 10%. Ongoing 10% event. over the lifetime of the client. And some people were like, oh my God, that's so much money. Like, how, how can they do this? Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Like they, they bring me a new client. So that's, you. that's interesting. So I assume out of those people giving you business i assume they're giving you lots of repeat business yeah yeah absolutely nice so so looking beyond kind of what you're doing with uh these partnerships 
you have seven clients, which which sounds great. What's kind of the the next steps? What's kind of what are you looking to do beyond? Are you looking to to scale yourself and create um, an agency? Are you looking to increase your your, your fees? Like, what is it? What's kind of next on your roadmap? Yeah, my next lever is to increase my fees. I'm getting close to capacity. And when I get to full capacity, I will just increase my fees. Um, and, the, and then I will launch a dig, digital product. I will launch a digital product to kind of help, try to help people with, uh, with LinkedIn ads in France. I, I just love to teach people. I, I love to do webinars. I love to do podcasts. So I feel like it would be a good idea to, to scale a bit with this. And then in terms of scaling into an agency, it's really something that um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would be a good manager, to be extremely <laughs> frank. So yeah, it's probably yeah. something I'm going to have to try, and then I will see how it goes. No, I, will, I, I think that leads on to one of the questions that I had. So looking at kind of what you've achieved recently with your own consultancy business, um, having those seven clients, like what what made you move into this area like presumably there was lots of opportunity in france maybe if you want to go further afield to work for a big company what made you want to, to do this for yourself hmm. well i i just feel that well my probably my top value is freedom i want to be free to work from any place in the world I want to be free to choose my clients. If I don't like to work with the clients, I want to be free to be like, okay, let's just, let's just stop this. Like really choose the way I work and also choose what I do for clients, um, how I show up for them, uh, my work hours, um, and, and all of that. And I feel like um, when I was, I was working with, as an employee, um, I didn't have this amount of, um, of freedom that, um, that I wanted. So that's why I decided to, to make the, make the jump. Interesting. So a few things that you've mentioned there is around, I guess your, your why, and you have this flexibility with the clients. It's, it seems like a, a rolling contract monthly. Yeah. So that yeah. equally gives them the, the, the flexibility that if it's not working out their side, that obviously they can make a change and do something about it their side. How is that something that you're very, conscious of when you're speaking to a new client for the first time like this is why i'm doing this this is how i work it gives me this flexibility and if so how, how do you actually communicate that and, and how has that landed do you get people that don't like that they want to secure you down for longer once they've been working with you for a couple of months like how, how's that all kind of manifested hmm yeah that's that's an interesting question well i like before we make the before I make this, before I make the, when I do the closing call, I essentially give them like all the, all my roles of working, how we communicate. Okay. We're going to communicate over, over email and you can expect an answer, um, within, within a certain amount of hours. Um, and here has, here has going to be the, the types of deliverables and reports that you're going to get. So I'm trying to get very precise over over the way that we're going to communicate and I'm going to deliver the value to them so that there is no mismatch in terms of the expectations. Um, and um, I, never, I never had any pushback um, regarding the, the nature of the, um, of the, you know, the 
agreement. Yeah. To do duration of so I, I guess it's so I guess it's fine to them. Yeah, interesting. And looking at what you're looking to or looking looking at how you want to work your clients moving forward, is this something that you envisage changing? So with these goals that you have where you want to increase your your fees, um, with how you want to like scale yourself and um, increase kind of your, your time spent, are you looking to secure some of that um, time commitment for your clients? Or do you foresee that with what you want to achieve right now, you're going to keep this arrangement in place? Hmm. I I think that at the moment, what I feel like doing is gradually taking larger clients, so that uh, I can I can get to do um, let's say more interesting more interesting experiments. Um, so at the moment, uh, I'm working with um, hmm, two lot. Two, two to three larger clients and some smaller clients, and uh, I feel like yeah, in the next in the next months, I will try to evolve my portfolio mm. in the direction towards like larger clients. Okay, mm. so you know you you've gone into this way of working relatively like earlier on in your in your career. What mm. what are you what or what are you doing or what have you done? to prepare for this way of working so are you part of a community do you have mentors did you do training and that's beyond just being good at linkedin like what else mm. are you doing mm. yeah that's that's a good question um yeah obviously like um i'm i'm a part a member of lots of different freelancer communities uh, be them on on slack um on on whatsapp as well um, like we, I'm, I'm having a, I also used some, some mentors, paid coaches to, uh, to help me structure my practice, uh, sell myself better doing all those things. So I will say, it, and yeah, so every single day I'm interacting with, uh, with other freelancers and we are sharing struggles and sharing feedback so that we, we really help each other. And I, f I feel it's really important when you're working from home to to have this kind of like water cooler, uh, yeah, virtual vi vi water cooler. Yeah. Great. So, so this is interesting. So looking at um, some of the communities that you're more active in, is there something that draws you to them? So is there one in particular on Slack or is it WhatsApp because it's native? You're always in there. Um, what is it that's drawn you to these particular communities, and what what are they? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm part of, um, from several of, of, uh, there are two, there are two Slack communities I really like, um, there is demand, uh, by, uh, demand yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 it was really good. And the other one is uh, driving demand. It's a European based one. So I really like this, those two Slacks. Um, and I, and I also created my, my own WhatsApp group. So essentially I, I picked up in France. Some marketers I liked, and I was like, okay, let's just try to help each other out with our LinkedIn posts. Uh, and we just chat every day. We try to give each other some support with our posts. And, and also, one, one other thing I did, thanks to my podcast, is build a really nice network of uh, like-minded individuals. 
now when I want when I want to befriend someone, I can just invite the person to my podcast and then we become friends. Great. And have you have you used that tactically for clients that you want to work for, or is it yeah, okay, so it is both? I I, I yeah. I also used it um for um, for getting clients as well. Yeah. And has it been successful for actually yeah. So, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's been successful to to bring to bring several clients. So yeah, it's uh, it's really amazing. Like they like some of them became clients directly and some of them referred me to their colleagues. Amazing. So looking at mentors now. So I think you mentioned about polishing your value proposition and what you offer to people. Like what what shape has that looked like in terms of working with a coach? And then how long did you work with them for? And what is it exactly that they, they offered you? And then equally, was it just one that you've had? Is it ongoing? Was it just, is it just one-off sporadic sessions? Mm. Okay, there was one coach I worked with for about, I think it was four or five months. Um, I was like super new in the game. So, mm. I, 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 so I, I knew nothing about business. So he kind of taught me everything about okay mm. how to how to create my value proposition how to set up a price that's um that's a win-win for me and for the client um and he also helped taught me lots of things about facebook ads that i didn't know back then um so yeah that was and also he also taught me how to position myself as a problem solver as a consultant who's asking hard questions about the business rather than just the, the guy who's doing going to run the campaigns without trying to be too much of a trouble. Uh, so I think that was really helpful. Interesting. So, so we've taken that advice and incorporated it into your business. Have Again, you started to see a step change with how clients respond to you, the business yep. that you're bringing in and converting. You can see that uh, significant change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I think I... <laughs> I multiply my prices by four after wow. working with him. Um, yeah, it was wow. Great. So, so looking at um, mentors and, and coaching, that's something that lots of people are interested in. Are you happy to re- reveal like roughly how much this this coach uh, coach roughly cost? Yeah, yeah. I actually paid a fair amount. Uh, I think it was about fifteen k or something. Oh wow, fifteen. But it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm really happy I took it. Okay, so you paid him that over the course of four months, and, yeah, yeah, and you've seen that return like pretty, pretty handsomely yeah. back. Yeah, 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 exactly. So great. So are you still in touch with him now? Do you have a, a very specific sessions with him, or is it four months and you feel uh, that, that his services are no longer needed? And are you seeking additional mentors to take you to the the next step? I will do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I want to change. I want to to absorb to absorb the knowledge and experience from from different coaches and mentors. So I will mm. I will try to look for someone else, someone who's like two steps above me. Interesting. Now look, it's it's fantastic. It's always keep progressing on, keep learning, keep improving. Exactly. Um, fantastic. Yeah. So looking at kind of what's next for you, it seems like it's going really, really well. Are you looking to branch out beyond France or is it, you know, you, you've got a nice niche there, you're honing in on it, looking to scale that? 
Well, my, my goal is to become the preeminent uh, LinkedIn ads guy in France. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a bit of time, I think. Uh, and then when it's done, I will see <laughs> what, I will, what I'm going to do. Great. So, so looking at um, how you work, working with your clients, uh, the output that you provide, trying to source new clients, run a podcast, be involved in the community. There's, there's lots for you to do on a daily basis. So do you have particular systems, ways of working, any automated process that you have in place to kind of help facilitate all of this work that you're doing? Are you interested in a virtual assistant in the future? Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Well, one thing I do is that I do deep work in the mornings. So starting work at, depends, it could be six, could be seven until noon. It's like, it's like full deep work. There is no Slack. There is no email. There is no WhatsApp. There is no phone. And clients know this, like clients know that I only reply in the afternoons. Um, and that really allows me to, to focus very hard uh, on yeah, pushing work for the clients um, or doing marketing work for myself and doing all those things. So it's mostly like it's focused on the, in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I can do the more diffused work, meetings, emails, slacks, phone, and so on. So that's, uh, that's really, that's, that's, that's been helping me so much to be extremely productive as compared to, well, the way I, the way I was working before. Um, and in terms of systems, well, I just, I could automate more, I think, but I, I just, I built lots of different templates so that I don't have to reinvent the wheel over and over again. So every time I'm onboarding new clients, there's a, there are a bunch, I just, copy a certain folder that contains lots of different files and templates that I'm going to ask the, the client to fill, to fill in and then it's going to help me to, to plan the campaigns. Great. And looking at your own financial objectives, do you have MRR, ARR goals that you're seeking and how are you progressing with hitting those, hitting those goals? Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would like, I would like to get to, I would like to get to a monthly MRR of um, of fifteen k per month um, in the in the first in the first quarter of next year. Amazing. And and how are you progressing with um, with that? Do you think that's based on your um scaling efforts right now you think that's do you feel comfortable and confident that you're thinking you're gonna get there yeah exactly it, it will it i i just i i it's i just have to have bigger clients you know so that's that's the that's the only viable in the equation that i i need to i need to change so i feel very comfortable with um with hitting this number and then when i would get there yeah that would be a new question to ask <laughs> Yeah, no, great. Uh, we look forward to getting you back on with hopefully the goals of hitting, hitting 30, um, yeah. which sounds great. But look, what, one last question before we finish up. Is there anything that you wish you knew when you started this journey that uh, you incorporated or done or done differently? Yeah. 
um, build your personal brand from day one. Do something on like create content on LinkedIn, podcast, blog, wherever your target client is um, like he's hanging out, like you need to create content. Perfect. Well, well, we'll leave that there. Thank you very much for joining. There's a ton of insight there that I uh, look forward to unpacking and editing uh, for our vault. So yeah, thanks for joining and we'll speak soon, Moni. No worries. Thank Cheers, you. mate. Bye-bye. Thanks, mate.